Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 001. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is the inaugural podcast episode for us. Launch code entered. Execute. Initiated. Let's go. Done. Welcome to The Breakdown. The Breakdown. That's us. That's us. We define The Breakdown. The Breakdown, Joe. What is The Breakdown? It's a strategic approach to training. Yeah, there's many ways to go about training, uh, but I feel that what we want to be providing to people is a smarter way of doing it, making sure that we can cut through some of the noise out there for everybody and bring straight to you the information that we know is going to end up providing you with the best outcomes that you're looking for. There it is. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Nice little Uh. blueprint for people. Hopefully a balanced approach, I think is what we're trying to achieve here within nutrition and training. Always. A lot of different approaches that you can take and we're mm-hmm. going to highlight a few that we think that we think work. Yeah. We're there. We're there. And what's today, Joe? What so are we talking about? Very excited to start the the podcast with this episode. We will be talking about holiday preparation, which I think is such a cool topic to talk about. A lot of stress around this time of year, is there not? Oh man, if you're just talking to me, you asking me, yeah, family uh, issues. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. Yeah, <laughs> in laws, all kinds of crazy aunts and uncles that we have to deal with during this time of year. Yeah, but let's just—they're all great people. They're, I love them. Yeah, <laughs> no issues on my side, of course. My family is perfect. Oh man, I'm jealous. Right? Yeah, yep. you don't get that a lot. No, you, you sure don't. I'm yeah. blessed. Hashtag. Um, so, so to kick things off, so this is what Ryan and I wanted to talk about to, to start is the holidays are now approaching. We have Christmas coming up, right? Uh, Hanukkah, a lot of other holidays happening right now. And this is a time where, um, relating to training and nutrition, people can fall off the boat. And so we wanted to talk about some different approaches that you could take to, uh, maintain or to continue on your healthy path, right? If you've gotten momentum and you're wondering, man, how can I, uh, keep this going? going. I'm worried about eating too much or having, you know, not healthy food choices around me, or, um, my training routine is going to be out of, out of whack. I don't have my gym. I don't have my training partners around me. Everything tends to change, right? Um, while we're having a great time, there's a lot of pressures and, uh, there can be stress related around the holidays for a number of reasons, but it can also be obviously quite a beautiful time. And so I think what Ryan and I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, how we could have a proactive approach so that you can enjoy the holidays for exactly how they're meant to be enjoyed. You can be with your family, you can be present, um, and maybe use this as a time to fully refresh yourself and not have stress over these types of things, such as training and nutrition. Yeah. And I, my, my message to a lot of people is always consistency, right? And so some people, uh, you know, they, they do find a good consistent flow with, their eating habits with training, whatever's going on, and they can develop this idea of uh, that you know it's very black or white kind of idea where um, I you know I I eat this week this way throughout the week, um, but I'm traveling to Chicago to go yeah. meet with family, and I'm not going to have the typical meals around that I do. Okay, well my my, my consistency is going to break, and it really isn't is it's not an all or nothing approach, right? You want to be able to be okay in some of that gray area. You have to understand. What are those little things that you can keep up that will keep you close to that consistency? Yeah. I think the same thing with training, right? If you're not going to have a weight room around, I'm sure there's some things that you would be suggesting just to some people to uh, make sure that they can just stay as consistent as possible. Completely. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think with that, some of it comes with preparation, proper preparation. So mm-hmm. from the trading side, I, and even for me on the nutrition side, when I know for a fact that I'm going to be around family, let's say next week, right. And I'm going to be, uh, for a certain number of days, let's say two to three days, I'm going to be with family outside of my routine. Is it next week? It's next week already. Oh gosh, I know. Man. I still uh, have to do Christmas shopping. <laughs> you'll get it done. Uh, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Amazon prime is a lifesaver, <laughs> but I, uh, I look at this week now as an important time for training. Like mm. I'll bump things up uh, for my intensity now and I might eat a little bit leaner uh, now uh, knowing that I'm going to have a little bit more give next week. I allow for it, right? Sure, yeah. Um, rather than uh, getting into that week of the holidays and uh, thinking, man, I, I got to stay so tight right now. I- I've been there before. Mm-hmm. I've done that before and it's it, it ruins the holiday. Sure. Right. You yeah. put too much pressure on yourself of like, oh, I can't eat that. I can't eat this. Mm-hmm. I got to work out this morning, mm-hmm. but then you're missing such beautiful family moments. Right. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. You gotta live in the moment. And I think what happens at that point and maybe you can, and I, are we, are we swearing on this podcast? Can I just say this? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> because that's exactly what I was going to say that word exactly because people get into the fuckets, right? So they go into this, this idea of going back to Chicago to meet, meet with family. I'm going to work out this much. I'm only going to eat that much. I'm going to stay this controlled. And then one thing happens, right? One thing happens. Maybe they end up um, kind of living in the moment and that's great. They live in the moment, but they're, they kind of turns into like one drink they plan on having turns into to five because yeah. the, the family conversation was going on and it was really fun. And so it just kind of brought you to that point. Right. Um, and then you're automatically thinking, all right, you know what? I already blew it. So I'm just going to give up at this point. Ah, the slippery slope. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. And so that's just where I want people to be able to be okay in that, in that gray area. But if what I would ask someone to do right now, what I, what I would say, and you're talking about the week before and the preparation, yeah. the planning, I think what I want people to be able to do, and you'd probably say the same thing, is I want you to just start to define what success means to you. Um, say, when you get back from this family uh, gathering or say at the beginning of the new year, right, once the holidays are all done. But I want you to, to just visualize success, right? If you don't know what you want to achieve, then you don't really have anything to achieve, right? So what I'm going to ask people to do is I'll end up saying, okay, well, what is going to make you feel successful after the holidays? And so someone might end up saying, well, you know what? I want to at least make sure that I maintain my, my, my bench press, right? I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to lose strength, right? That could be something. It might be someone that I'm working with specifically that says, I want to make sure I'm not going to, to gain any weight. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then we, we now have a very defined uh, and measurable goal, right? You don't want to gain weight. And that number that we, that we have is there, right? And now you know, the body is going to fluctuate, so it can definitely change, but we want to make sure that you're not going to put yourself in a precarious position, um, you know, we're not going to see you fluctuating with a, like a new high is what I always kind of call it. Right. Yes. But just visualizing success, right? This is what professional athletes do. This is what great CEOs do. This is what people that want to make sure that they're achieving something do. I want you to visualize success, know what you want. You need to know what you want, uh, to make sure that you can kind of put a plan together. Right. So Agreed. right now I want you to think of yourself, say January 2nd, January 1st, maybe the end of January, if you have holidays just just seem to extend, but 
tell yourself, I want you to have a very defined kind of goal, right? Whether it's around weight maintenance, weight loss, muscle gain, strength gains, uh, performance uh, habits. I want you to think about that right now. So I want it to be very defined, but then I also want it to be measurable, right? If it's not measurable, then we have no men- like benchmarks to know, you know, if you either, uh, you know, gained, lost, maintained, whatever that goal is. So um, that's the number one thing I'm going to ask all people to do Very at good. this point. I think, I think it's, it's great. Um, it, it just reminds me so much about preparation, right? So if you can plan certain things to put yourself in a good position, because I, al- I always go back with, with holidays. It's all about presence, right? Like I want to be with my family. I don't want to be like an iPhone. Oh, oh, that presence. I, I, yeah. Uh, punny. I, (laughs) I, I want to be with them, right? You want to enjoy these moments. And if you're thinking so much about what I'm eating or not eating or what I can, can't have when I'm going to train, when I'm not going to train, uh, you put a lot of stress on yourself. So I love the idea of proactive, uh, preparation Mm -hmm. and, you know, from the training side thinking, all right, these are the days that I will be exercising, right? Maybe even the week of, right? The holidays. Um, but having that already in the calendar so that you're not stressing out, uh, and even making sure that there's time for just quality time where you're like, I'm not going to be training. I took care of it, right? I'm, I've, I've gotten my exercise in and I can relax and just be with these people and, and enjoy my time. That's excellent. So yeah. you're so you're kind of thinking this is this is an off week or this is a lower activity week. So there's a there's uh, there's a million different ways to slice this. Right, an approach that I like to take um, is Christmas being next week. I personally will be flying in. Uh, it looks like Christmas Eve, and I'll I'll have Christmas Eve with them, and then um, some of Christmas Day. So I'll have a couple days with family. I'm looking at this week now that we're in the week before is a time where I'll take my training very seriously. So I might double up on strength training along with conditioning and, um, I'll eat a little bit tighter, um, knowing that I'll be a little bit more loose those next couple of days. So, uh, on Monday I'll probably get my training in as well. And then knowing that Tuesday I won't have much time for it. And, uh, Wednesday kind of the same thing. So, I'm okay with that because then I'll set also uh, a a day on Thursday where it's like, all right, we're back at it. So knowing that I have these parameters already in place, it allows you to just be in that moment with them. So I won't have anything to worry about Tuesday and Wednesday. I think it's great. And so you would you would take this as I think what you mentioned uh, at some point about like this is like a recovery week, a recovery less, right? Week, yeah. You think if someone defines it that way, that it help that it helps them. Um, like if you, if you, if you just say like a lower activity week, do you think that they're going to be as successful as they would if they called it a recovery week? Yeah. So I think if you define it, like you said, like what's success, Mm -hmm. right? Let's define that. If it's part of the program, right? Like we deal probably with a lot of type A personalities, right? I certainly do. So you have to have, it has to somehow resemble progress in a different way. Mm -hmm. Right. So we do stress recovery, of course, right. You can't just beat your body into the ground. So even without the holidays, I'm always looking at when can I take some time for recovery, right? You might still be active, but we're not going to be going intense with our training. So I love lining up the holidays to be that kind of recovery week, uh, for mind, body and spirit. So be present, bring a journal with, you You know, I'm a fan of journaling and, and allow thoughts to hit you. Think about, maybe some of the goals and reprioritizing things that you want to attack. I think it can be a beautiful time to recenter where you're, you're doing less during the holidays. So you can be more with your family and then thinking more about how I want to attack 
this coming week going into the next year, right? It can be a really therapeutic time if you allow it to be. I think that's excellent. I, I love that. I think that's something where you know, it, it really does affect your mentality. You feel like you're doing something. You're not just leaving the void of not doing anything, right? Correct. Something yeah. something always fills a void, right? If Fully. you if you say no activity, well, something's going to get there, whether it's going to be, you can say like depressed feelings if you're not working out as much, right? It, something else could go in there, maybe uh, complete the opposite, of act- yeah. the opposite of activity. It could be just like complete inactivity. But if you put something in there, right, don't leave a void, don't leave a no, don't do anything, but put something in, maybe yeah. like, I know that you end up trying like Pilates, yoga, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So even part of that recovery week, I think it's an excellent thing to be recommending to someone, like find something, make it something. Don't, yeah. Don't just say, don't do anything. Right. Right. Cause like I want to exercise, right? Like people that are in this rhythm, like they love to train. So, but it's just set the expectation, right? It's Mm -hmm. not a time to necessarily, you know, progress and go like crazy to the next level with your weightlifting or training. Like, let's just take it down or not and just have some fun with it. Like maybe go for a six mile run with your brother or, you know, do a group spin class, like in your local town, right? You're not going to have the same resources and just think about like maintaining some level of fitness, right? So you're sweating a little bit, right? You're still moving and feeling good. Um, but it's allowing your body to rest at the same time. You know, you're just having a little bit more fun with it. I think that's good. I think it's, I, I think that's an incredibly just balanced approach, which is what you're saying. Yeah. From from that nutrition side, I think people are always right. If I would say the majority of people that I end up focusing on, yeah, um, end up talking to me. You know, we end up having performance goals, but at the same time, they're they're continuing this journey to maybe reduce uh, body fat, something like that, right? And they don't really want to break away uh, from the progress that they've actually been seeing. Well, the best thing that we can actually see people doing is making sure they do give themselves a little bit of a break. Uh, we were talking about this before we actually started recording, um, but uh, something that's called a diet break. Yeah, which, right? I, which I'm, I was not familiar with. Yeah. So I'm fascinated by this approach. It's, yeah, it's an actual thing. So um, it isn't just saying, you know, just take a week off and just go crazy. Yeah. But it's more of the idea of just putting less rules around food. Um, and, uh, being able to just, uh, you know, look into yourself in terms of how your hunger is, how your energy is. And, you know, instead of being like, okay, I have to eat like on the hour kind of thing. That's never what I'm going to ask someone to do, but I'll ask people, okay, make sure you're eating about every four hours. Uh, make sure that you're prioritizing certain things. Well, during this diet break, I'd, I'd want you to kind of think about those, but yeah. you know, say, you know, I'm not as hungry right now, so I won't Right, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it just, it starts to support somebody's goals because during this diet break, which is really going to be about four to seven days, if you look at the true definition of it, um, and within that four or seven days, someone has less rules around their food. So if this is someone who has been reducing their weight, reducing their body fat, what happens is that they kind of learn, they, they learn about their new ceiling, right? So let's just say that we ha- I have someone that I'm working with and um, they were at a particular weight or per, uh, a certain body composition yeah. um, and they were eating a certain way. So they were eating at uh, X number of calories. Um, and that's just how they live their life. Well, uh, if we give them a diet break, what we're really seeing within those four to seven days is they kind of learn their new ceiling. 
right? Their new ceiling of, uh, you know, where their hunger is, how much food they're going to end up eating. Um, so it's a great way for their body just to uh, kind of learn its new self yeah. more or less. So this is, that's, that's, that's a good time to just kind of put less rules around it. Right. I think that's, well, that's amazing. I mean, you're talking about, again, it's kind of tying back to like reflection, like get to learn yourself, mm-hmm. right? Relax for a second. Mm-hmm. Right. But what you're also saying is, uh, and I think you agree with me on this is to not overindulge. I'm not a fan of overindulgence, right? From the training side or the nutrition side. Sure. Yeah. Um, cause something, uh, regardless of the holidays, like I always want to feel, I just want to feel good. Right. So mm-hmm. what I've learned even from the, from the food side is, uh, um, you know, something we talked about was, uh, eating, you know, even before you go into this holiday party, right. Where there's going to be an enormous amount of food, right. You mentioned like eating every four hours, mm-hmm. that's still a, a rule or, or something that I try to apply even when I'm with family and on break, because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to overindulge just because I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten all day. Right. So you're just like, just slamming food yeah. nonstop. And I, I want to make sure that when we, and we'll kind of move on from diet break, but when we are implementing the idea of a diet break, it doesn't mean just kind of go crazy with everything, right? You still need to be in touch with your satiety, right? I love to teach people about satiety cues, understanding when they're actually feeling full, when they are feeling hungry, and how to make sure they're not they're not living on the fringes of hunger, right? So, what what are those things that you're able to implement? Those ways that you can um, just make sure that you are remaining satiated, so that you don't get to a point where you are overly hungry, and now you do find yourself either binging or overindulging. Right, right, right. A diet break is not an overindulgence. A, di- a diet break is just maybe reflecting more on how you feel versus okay, I have to maybe hit these macronutrients. You know that kind of love thing, that, right? love that. Yeah. A little bit more flex with it. And you can just eat maybe a little bit more intuitively then, right? Yeah, I think that that intuitive eating side, uh, it, you know, that's that's what you want to look at. But you've the people I'm working with, you know, you want to learn, you want to have those tools ready to go when this kind of thing comes up. Yeah, right. So, and this is also true, Joe. Um, think we can share these uh, these 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 nine holiday survival tips. Yeah, which, I, which I think are, are, so let's get into specifics. This is awesome. So this is going to be like the more strategic side of like how you should really approach this like in the day, right? Christmas Eve, you got your party at like 6 p.m., whatever. Like how do you even attack that day with some general things that you can do nutritionally, like staying hydrated and all those things? Yeah, and then it's this is a great conversation. What I usually let people know is that um, like the average uh, adult is yeah. really going to find themselves gaining weight over the holiday, usually about one to five pounds. That's not a problem if they're able to kind of get back to where maybe they were. But most people just don't lose that weight. And it's just because they are eating at a calorie surplus during this time. So we want to look at the things that usually kind of trip people up. And I have just found nine of them. There's many of them, but these are the nine that most people have come to me with. And I've also reflected on these and I can I can project this as well. Right. These are these are some challenges that I end up having. Yeah. But what I want to make sure people are doing is is looking at this and and just knowing what they can apply. So here are nine things. And Joe, let's just make sure that we, you know, we'll see where we overlap most of the time. But I do. Right. Number one, I am asking people to make sure that they are eating before they go. This doesn't mean to just, you know, uh, it's not they, you know, just eat something so you're not hungry. But don't make a day like a Christmas Eve or a Christmas party or other holiday kind of event. Don't make it something where you're saving up calories. Right. 
that's something is that a real thing saving up calories well i mean yeah if you look at kind of what someone's doing in terms of like energy balance and all that kind of stuff in terms of calories and you were to put all of your calories at the end of the day and it's this like you eat something like 2000 calories at the end of the day versus spreading across the day you've yeah. eaten 2000 calories regardless right <laughs> sure but how is that going to be affecting you throughout your day right if 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 i backload my day with all of my calories I'm going to probably have a hard time controlling myself. That impulse of control is going to be a lot less. So if I'm going to be having a holiday party at night and it's a dinner and I say, you know what? I know I'm going to be drinking. I know I'm going to be eating some really great food. Well, I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to eat breakfast or lunch or eat anything before right, I go. Right, right. And just your hunger, your satiety level is just so low that you're going to go in. It's kind of like with your eyes being bigger than your stomach kind of thing, right? Yeah. You just kind of eat for taste. You eat, you're, you're eating because you're biologically hungry number one your body's like man you just have to put some food in me right yeah, yeah. i want to sustain this muscle but your body's going to call out to you to actually eat right so when you finally get the the opportunity to do it you likely right if we actually look at things like larger cohort studies like larger population studies populations who do end up eating um eating uh eating less in the morning, right? Not front loading their calories, end up eating more at night. So you're putting yourself in this position for a lack of control or just less control. Yeah. Do you, do, do you find that yourself? Yeah, of course I do. I, I remember growing up, like they would, I would always want to eat. Uh, I, I have a huge appetite. I would always, even now, like I'm trying to eat again, still every three to four hours. Right. And so, uh, when I go back home, I'm already expecting this now where I eat my breakfast, I'm eating still. Uh, and my mom will say something like, you know, don't ruin don't ruin the dinner, right? Oh, so yeah, don't ruin mean. your dinner. Sure. And I'm yeah. like, I won't. I'm going to be starving. Trust mm -hmm. me. But when I eat that frequently, it makes me feel, uh, like you said, more in control of what I'm eating. Uh, and then I'm not craving things that I don't normally crave. But listen, when, when I get there, then I, I'm in control. If I want something, I'm going to have it, right? I just won't go overboard with it. I might have a bite, see how it feels. If I want more, I'm going to have more. If I don't, you don't, right? But what I find when I'm dehydrated, when I haven't eaten all day, I'm just like you said, you're slamming calories because like you biologically need something in your body right now. Yeah. And when I've done that, I just like get tired. I, I get, I get tired at the party and then you see your uncle falling asleep on the couch mm. watching football, right. Yeah. Or a Christmas story. And I'm like, it seems cool. I, I just, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to be awake for the party. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's so just, just treat just treat a day like that like any other day. You you may end up eating more at that holiday meal. Sure, and if you want to, fine. I Go would for say it. I would say I'd rather somebody eat a little bit more at the holiday meal than try and save up their calories. Um, and it, it just puts I you mean, in a better it, position. It, have yeah. a good time, right? Yeah. So number one, eat before you go. Please do that. Number two, you mentioned this, Joe. Stay hydrated, right? Why? Always. There are two reasons why I ask people to stay hydrated during these times. Do you know one of them? Um. Well, it's good for your skin mm -hmm. for the party. Duh. You got to take good photos. But duh, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not IG worthy, was it really happening? Um, I don't know. But we want to keep people hydrated during this time because number one, in terms of cravings, right? The same mechanisms inside of our brain that uh, that drive food cravings, like for something salty, sweet, even crunchy, um, that ends up being the same mechanism that tells us that we are underhydrated or dehydrated, right? 
And a lot of times what I argue is that we can find something like food a lot easier than actually something like a hydrating type of drink. And I'm saying that only because it doesn't have to be water, right? It can be like in what I would say, like an unsweetened coffee or even an unsweetened tea, yeah. seltzer, um, and obviously water. But you know, in terms of hydration, even soups, even fruits and vegetables, those are all going to be things that are going to hydrate you. Yeah. But I always ask people to stay hydrated to help them control cravings around, say, snack times, right? This is the time of year where things are just out, right? How, how, how many people out there are listening where they work in a company that are, they're just sent like baskets of things, right? And so indulgence and all these like this, this, this moment to lose control, they're all out there, oh, right? It's there. I'm not going to blame that person. No. Right? Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful romantic notion. Yeah. I was, Christmas cookies. <laughs> I was on the phone with one of my clients and as we were on the phone, someone just delivered a pie to them. They don't even know where it came from. Just a big ass pie. Yeah. I, it was pecan. We can't, I don't know how we say it, but I was like, yeah, do you, do, do you know where it came from? He goes, no. I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe Did you eat, eat the it. Pie? Could be poisoned. I don't know. Yeah, I would ask, know where like, I would want to know the source. Yeah, really. Who just sends a pie? And then it's just like, well, fuck it. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> it was actually for his fiance though. So I don't think he ate it. Um, but, oh. I, but I think what I'm saying is that those, that those indulgences are there. And if you're under hydrated or dehydrated, you can kind of fall into that. Look, it's challenge. a general, it's a general rule. Uh, you know, first of all, it's like staying hydrated right mm. throughout the day because so, so if I notice that I'm dehydrated, right? Uh, I definitely crave certain foods. And so yeah. I have a general rule for myself of like chug a glass of water or two. And then if you still have the same craving, you know, go ahead and, and, and you know, indulge yourself. But usually it goes away because I just totally. got hydrated. And I'm like, oh, I don't actually want that. Right. Yeah. And if it's not going to go away, it's going to be controlled. Which I think is good. Start your day, get at least a liter of water in before, um, before noon is what I'm going to tell you. The other reason I'm going to ask you to say hydrated Joe yeah. is because of alcohol. Yes. Now this isn't about lessening a hangover. This isn't about anything like that. I ask people to stay hydrated during, uh, times where alcohol is around, uh, because I want to make sure that what you're doing is that you're eliminating the reasons why you are going to drink alcohol for other reasons than enjoying that alcohol or the social environment you're in. So sometimes people will, there's three things we might drink alcohol for. One, because we're thirsty and there's nothing else around, right? And so now we're taking in more, more, more calories. Um, we also want to make sure that we know that uh, having, uh, being underhydrated with alcohol, that we may be only drinking alcohol just because of an oral fixation, or we might be drinking alcohol only because of maybe an icebreaker, right? Or because we're socially awkward and we want Ooh, to just keep nerves. something in our hand. Yeah, totally, oh, yeah, right? man, that's real. So what I tell people to do is just stay hydrated. And I ask people to have a four non-alcoholic drink uh, goal whenever whenever they're drinking. I say just, I don't care when, at the beginning, at the end, in the middle, between drinks, I don't care what it is, but four non-alcoholic drinks to make sure that you're remaining hydrated to rule out the reasons why you would drink alcohol Boom. for other reasons, right? So that's what I definitely want people to do. So those are number one, one number two. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So eat before you go and stay hydrated. We're right? rolling with it right yeah. now. Yeah. This Any, is beautiful. Anything else you'd add with that? No, I think I, I just, I think it's beautiful. Okay. This is something too, or I would love, I would love your, your advice here. I do ask people, cause this is about mindset here. I ask them to before mealtime, I love when they can plan 15 minutes of activity before and even ask them to do 15 minutes of activity after. Now, this doesn't need to be like like burpees, right? This is something where I ask them to, I've even given the recommendation of playing Twister with their cousins, right? Like oh, Or I with see. like the younger kids, um, just to kind of get active and get their body moving. Go on a walk, take the dog out, right? If you want to make it, you hop on the Peloton, right? Are we dropping names of companies right now? I didn't mean to, I'll take it back. <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> um, if you want to make it like another kind of activity, please do it. But really what it does, it's not about burning calories in that moment, but it's about shifting your mindset away from just food, right? It's about making sure and pull, pe- pull people into it. Go on a walk before you sit down, right? Get people involved so that when you sit down, you're realizing, again, it's not just about food. It's about being with family. It's about being in the moment, right? Um, and then yeah. maybe even after. You're not going to do burpees after you just took down a whole holiday meal. Right? I never I never would do. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, well, that's a lie. I would do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but do something like, that would, actually, that would be I great. probably would. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't necessarily recommend it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I, I like to, you know, I like to play with the kids, right? Move yeah. around a little bit versus just sitting on the couch like straight up and just like passing out right something yeah. like that yeah well you know what it is it's getting away from the table where sometimes we just sit around the table for hours on end in front of food and then that craving kind of stays there and you're not eating anymore because you're hungry you're eating just because of you know yeah so you're kind of you're just so shifting you're just yeah. shifting activities so like let's play a game as a family or something like that like totally. get away from just because bo- there's a lot of bonding obviously that happens yeah. when you're eating food when you're yeah. having drinks like that's really why w- that's that's why when i go home that's mm-hmm. really where it comes from like because i want to you know eat this food so it can it creates bonds. You, you, you have great conversation over dinner, right? It's a, it's beautiful. You should do that. Obviously. Um, we tend to drink a little bit more because for the same reasons, right? You haven't seen your cousins or, or your certain family members for a little while and you're ha- enjoying a drink and you're having great conversation, reconnecting with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, we do actually tend to do that. We, you know, my family will pick up games all the time, um, to where we'll have dinner and then we go straight to like a card game or something new that we haven't played in a little while. And what's your game? Uh, I think the family just started playing like, what do you meme? Oh yeah. That's yeah. a great game. Which Love is it. hilarious yeah. with like, you know, your aunts and uncles. So, yeah. Um, it can be inappropriate <laughs> or yeah. like cards against humanity. I think is hilarious. Oh, it's always fun. It gets everyone you know, involved. Yeah. Um, again, um, you know, family members, especially your mom saying things makes you a little uncomfortable sometimes, but you know, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I love that you just brought that up because this is, this is on here, but we're going to make it number, number three. I call this social comebacks. Yo, let's go. All right. And I so, like this. yo, this is, this is something where somebody, um, you know, on the fitness end or even on the nutrition end, you might see like, like aunt Josephine, I don't have one, but just aunt Josephine sounded right at the moment. Um, but she might say, I spent so long making this, you have to have this, right? You, I want you to eat this, eat more of it, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not about not being able to enjoy it, right? Have some of that, whatever's going on. But if you feel like you're eating outside of what your goals are or outside of what you feel comfortable doing, you want to plan to come back at that, right? If someone's handing you a 17th drink of eggnog and you're like, I don't, uh, actually like dairy and eggs don't work with me. Well, you're probably going to say something, right? It's the same thing with food. Like if you if you know what's going to come, make sure you're going to you're going to have that plan. Prepare for that. Yes, you're absolutely right. This is a real thing. Um, th- there's a great book called Crucial Conversations that mm-hmm. references something called the Fool's Choice. What's that book again? The Crucial Conversations. Crucial Conversations. It analyzes just conversations in all kinds of scenarios from executives talking to their employees in difficult times to spouses talking about difficult conversations to like family situations such as this, right? can be very simple, but they call it the fool's choice because you believe that it's a uh, yes or no type of thing. I love you or I don't. You think that there's like these lines in the sand. So the scenario of like, you know, your grandma, um, (laughs) this is a true story, your grandma makes brownies for you, right? And maybe you've already had dessert or you're full, you just don't want them, right? But grandma's handing you a brownie, right? And you say no in your head, you go, "Ah, 
she's going to think I don't love her if I don't have that brownie. Brownie equals love. She, it does, you know, just like that hard line in the sand. But the truth is it's, it's not that, it's not that way. You can say no and still say, I love you, grandma. Mm -hmm. I just don't want your brownie right now. And and you're a beautiful grandma. Yeah, definitely. It's you just you, and you might want to practice that kind of thing too, right? Yeah, like it is. It is simple but difficult. Yeah, and I think it's the same thing with fitness. You you might end up having all these all these plans to get active, maybe when you're when you're when you're back home. But if you end up having someone around that's 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 trying to prioritize something else or taking away from what you love doing, well, yes. you know, I mean, I'm 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 very impressionable. I'll say that, um, and so I can maybe change my plans because someone's saying it. But I got to be ready for that kind of yes. thing. Yes, you know. So some so. people need permission to hear that to be like, hey, you can think this way, and uh, well, this is us giving you that permission to say no. Yeah. If you feel so inclined. Yeah. Just don't throw the brownie back at grandma. Right. Don't be so angry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we can use that as number three. Right. So eat before you go. Stay hydrated and then be ready with some kind of social comeback. Um, and oh, we also said the 15 minutes of activity right before and after, uh, whatever that might look like, not burpees, but, uh, maybe a game, something like that. Right. I also ask people to know how to navigate the table. Joe, do you know what you're going to be sitting down at? What food's going to be available at the table? No, I don't. I mean, we don't know straight up. No, but I I know where you're going with this. And like, I definitely know, um, it it applies to even restaurants, like what I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. right. And how to organize my personal plate based on whatever is out there. Yeah. And I think just knowing how, how you eat, right. It's going to, you're going to need to at times, cause I know it's not always like that, but at times you might have to be ordering at different, on different parts of the menu, right. It's not going to look the same way that someone next to you is going to order. I'm talking about like ordering off the sides menu to kind of make it more of a, like a plant-based kind of dish, right. Oh. Or more plant-based is how we should say it. Right. But if you end up walking into your, into your family meal and all that's ever provided is just going to be some like, uh, like meat and that's it. And there's nothing else there. And maybe it's just like a little bit of corn on the table. Well, you end up knowing at least people I'm working with, they know up oh, that's low fiber. So what you can do is either suggest that you have some more fiber there, maybe some from some vegetables or something like that. Right. If you want to bring it, then do it too. But, yeah, bring you, but it. you know, what <laughs> you know, what's going to be, uh, coming right. And you know how to make sure that you are going to take care of it. It's, it's the same thing if you end up walking into a meal and you're like, I know there's nothing there that I like. So how am I going to think about this? Right. Sure. So, or like if you have a severe allergy, you're, you're going to speak up, right? Yeah, you will. So like how, how serious do we have to make this before you actually start to proactively take care of yourself? Right. So if there's not enough protein on the table, whether it's vegan, vegetarian, or just all meat based, if it's, there's no fiber on the table, if there's no water there, right. Sometimes you can go to a party and there's only alcohol. So suggest these things, look out for these things, but know what you're walking into. And I ask people to do too. This is kind of where the plate model comes in, Joe. Have you heard of the plate model? Uh, no. So the plate model, just to set things up to make sure that it's that balanced plate, quote unquote, right? Make half of that plate some sort of higher fiber, non-starchy vegetable. Uh, make a quarter of your plate some sort of protein and then a quarter of your plate some sort of starch, right? Nope. It's what we teach children. But I'm asking adults to do that too. Simple right? is better. It's so simple, right? <laughs> and what I ask people to do is set your plate up that way. And if you want more food, then have more food. But finish that plate and then make your second plate look exactly like that. So you're giving yourself everything that you end up needing, Fair right? Enough. Joe, uh, so where that's that's now five things that we would recommend to someone, right? Eat before you go. Stay hydrated. Plan uh, at least 15 minutes of activity before and after main meals. Um, uh, um, know how to navigate the table and also get your social comebacks ready. But this is something here that I ask people to be very aware of, and that's just stop eating when you feel full. 
Do you have an issue with this? No. 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 Easy. Yeah. What tells you you're full? What tells you you're satisfied when you end up eating one of these meals? I can feel, I can just feel it. Yeah. Pain. Is it pain? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's slight, it can be a slight discomfort like in the <laughs> stomach, right? Yeah. You're just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, I personally like to eat to where I'm still just slightly hungry, like slightly hungry. Yeah, like okay. I could eat more. Yeah. But I just like stop right. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I feel good. Yeah. Right? I'm satiated. Yeah. But I don't, I don't like that feeling yeah. where you're over, you've tipped over. I'm like, ah, I eat too much. Yeah. So definitely I think it's something where you just need to make sure you're understanding Look, where that uh, hunger let's, is. Let's talk about that. So like, but, but there is something like this is more, most of these issues are like very easily solved, but I think they're more like societal pressures and like cultural pressures too, that we put on ourselves. So like definitely the overeating thing, like in, uh, in my family growing up, um, and I know I'm not alone in this, it was almost seen as like a badge of honor of how many plates of food you could eat. Mm. Right. Like we mm-hmm. sat down and I would eat, see my dad, like in this dude would like just power through three to four plates. Yeah. And you know, he always weighed, you know, whatever, 165, 170. And we're like, how is this man That's staying so on. skinny? He's just hammering food. That's what a man should do. We seriously would grow up and watch that. So I would, I was always taught eat your entire plate, right? Don't leave anything on your plate. How, whenever I went back for seconds, my family would applaud it. They'd be like, wow, that's amazing. He's going back for more food. I'm not joking. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like that. Yeah. Um, you know, as I get older and as I've learned about this stuff, I'm like, well, that's not really how it should be. Right. Like Definitely. if you're full and you put too much on your plate, put it back and you shouldn't be you know, shamed in a way for that. Right. Um, which also happens if you don't eat your whole plate a family might go, well, what's wrong? You don't like the food or oh are gosh, you not yeah. eating? Like these, these are the real pressures that are going on. Yeah. Right. Like these rules are so simple and I think we know this stuff, but it's like giving yourself permission to push back. I think that maybe your family doesn't understand all of these things. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, you know, my family means well, of course. Right. They just may not be educated or well-versed um, on the subject. Right. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. So, and they might just have the same goals as you. And that, Absolutely, I think, is, man. The, is the hardest thing. Um, but yeah, that's I, I agree with you 100. Um, percent Just and just to wrap up the these these uh, these nine tips, these holiday survival tips, right? I would say the next thing is going to be uh, dessert, right? So the same thing with overeating, all that kind of stuff, eating for love. But do me a favor, people. Don't eat out of your hand. Please put it on a plate and a smaller plate, right? Don't you tell me how to live my life, Ryan. Oh, I'm so sorry. Don't you put that rules on my fucking dessert. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite dessert? Uh, ooh. I don't know if I have one. I think mine's pumpkin pie, but as a kid, I would never touch it. I like I like all things. Oh. So okay. I like chocolate cake a lot. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. I like I like this general just cake. My aunt love. makes like actually this really good eclair cake oh that sounds very specific and delicious that's really good mm-hmm. I, but I will eat that shit from my hand if i want to yeah just into the face <laughs> i'm having a good time i'm here for a good time not a long time <laughs> <laughs> um so that may not find you the best control and that's fine hey man you're, 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 you're happy i love that right um but just do me a favor just make Balance. sure that you're able to uh just make sure that you can quantify at that point just how much you're having i'd i'd rather you eat six plates and know you had six plates than be like i don't know how much i had it's always good just to kind of yeah, be the, able to quantify well, something in your mind the, you know what i mean yeah again the general yeah. rule is like if you want to have it like just allow yourself to have it yeah. right just have a piece 
and if it's really doing it for you, I mean, dive in, right? If it's making you happy, great. But oh if you gosh, have a piece yeah. and you're like, eh, then, put, then put it down. Yeah. <laughs> and if the only thing you ate all that dinner was just going to be some eclair cake, you got an issue, right? Yeah, so man. I'd want to make sure that you kind of follow that plate mold, that plate rule, get Little your protein, bit. get your fiber in, and then definitely eat some, eat some damn cake, eat yeah. some pie, eat but whatever if it's you bad want cake, to. Life's yeah. too short for bad cake. Put that shit back. Oh, I've, and yeah, I've had bad cake before. And it's not worth it. I get angry. I get pissed. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. um, and then lastly here, Joe, is what I would tell you just to keep the best leftovers in mind. Which is right? just a smart strategy. This is planning ahead. Yeah, man. I've walked out of a, out of a holiday party one time with a bag of mashed potatoes. Cause someone said, Legend. I don't want these, a bag of mashed potatoes. Like you all me, I'll take them. You know, well, you know what happened with those mashed potatoes? I ate those mashed potatoes. Cause they were delicious. Of course you did. Yeah. It's and like, it's guess like, who's not cooking for the week ahead. <laughs> it's mashed potato, man. Mashed, mashed potato. Are you serious? So delicious. What did for Thanksgiving? Mashed potatoes. Lots of potatoes. Just potatoes. Well, I had more than that, but I had a lot of them and it's like, well, this is great. I'm set up for the week. Did you eat it like your eclair cake with your hand? I'm not going to tell you what I do in you the privacy a, of my own home. You just live in a messy home, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but These just, are good tips. Yeah. These are fantastic tips. But nine, I just want to make sure someone enjoys it, right? So this is something where if if I get to hear from someone, it's like, I got to be perfect. I got to get my activity and I can only eat this way. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'd say, I want you to do this. I want to make sure that you take everything that you're holding yourself you know, down to, and I want you to figure out two things at least you can enjoy right now, right? Can you enjoy something like that dessert? Can you make sure you're going to enjoy this? Can you enjoy some downtime, whatever it's going to be, but make sure you're enjoying it. So, so those are my nine survival tips I'm going to ask people to do. And then Joe, this is the last thing I'll say about this. I ask people, I just want you to select three of those things. Don't focus on them all. Just, fo just focus on three, right? And then you know that you're getting out of this holiday season, this one meal with just a little bit more control, right? So so these are all tips for- So achievable. For, so achievable. for <laughs> Just for being proactive. This is the proactive side of things, right, Joe? It's, it's good practical tips like when you're in this situation, which I really like, because this is stuff when you're at the party and you're like, how do I deal with what's going on at the party and maintaining- mm -hmm you know, control over these situations. It's good things to reference. I do, I do those things without knowing that they were actually like nine steps. Like I, I look out for that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, you know, the three things that I think I always focus on the hydration, I'm always aware of my leftovers, right? So that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then I'm always going to have to be a little more aware of, I'm going to stop eating when I feel full. Those, those are my Yo, three. There's no like, those for, are my three, but yeah, you're going to have your own three, right? Who's ever listening? You got to make it work for you. I, I, but like, I have no problem, uh, having the initial meal when we're at Christmas Eve, right. Or Christmas day, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, having a smaller plate and then in two to three hours, diving back in because that's what I would do on my own. Like if I like I just had dinner and then I'm hungry two or three hours later, like I'll get a second plate. You don't have I don't have to cram it in all on one sitting. Right. Oh, like yeah, I'll even sure. space it out during the party. Mm -hmm. Right. It's fine. Yeah. And I think that that is also you can just check in, I'd say, on your hunger at that point. So you're eating for for enjoyment. Right. Yeah, for um, actual and, enjoyment. And it's and it's not something where you're just eating because it's there and you feel out of control. Truth. Um, but I, I, I get this as well. I get this. OK. So, you know what? I wasn't able to apply those tips, Ryan. Thanks for them. Um, but I also now just I, I overrate um, or I didn't work out. Right. I am. I'm now I, I fell off. I want to get back on. Um, and they say, well, what do I do now? Right. What are some things that you heard Joe about? Like, what does someone do to make up for what they did over the holidays? 
oh, there's just, there's too many things. Uh, they go to the land of extremes. It's like, I'm going to be fasting or um, like intermittent fasting or a juice cleanse, or yeah. um, I'm going to go all in on a certain type of workout and going four or five times a day or uh, a week. You know, I'm just, they go zero to a hundred mm-hmm. immediately. Um, it's too much too fast. Yeah. And that's, I think that's something where, it creates such volatility within somebody's life, right? And so if you were at one extreme and then the other, well, you're not really teaching yourself anything and you're taking yourself away from something that can be practical and, con- and just consistent. Um, and so I wouldn't want someone doing that kind of thing. And I'm always going to preach consistency. Just get back to what you were doing before. Don't try and make up for something, right? And some people don't love that, right? Some type A people for sure. Um, but I, uh, you know, and that's, and that's with love. I'm saying that with love and that's fine. Um, but I, what I want people to just be, be, be ready for is just to say, okay, maybe I do feel like I overindulged. I do feel like I didn't get my workouts in. We'll just get back to what you were doing before. Right. It just, can be a gradual ramp up. Yeah. Like you got to think too, from a training side, like there's injury risk too. If you go too quick, yeah. right. Like I, myself included, if I take a week off and I go right back into a very aggressive program, like you're risking injury, your body's not used to that tempo again. Like there is something about a gradual buildup. I go on vacation, I come back, whatever like that. You need to have a couple workouts where you're just kind of easing back into it. It's slow, it's controlled, and you can do a gradual ramp up into intensity. Mm -hmm. And like the thing that you have got to focus on with this stuff is a long-term approach. You're going to be doing this, hopefully, you should be doing this for years, not days. Right? I hate the day mindset, right? Think larger, Mm -hmm. right? That's why... If you're looking at this to tie a bow onto everything that we're talking about, you shouldn't be so worried about two, three days, even a week with the holidays because you should be really looking at the year that you have, right? So that's why I love the idea of, look, be proactive with your training the week leading into the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, Keep yourself you know, regulated and on a nice little regime, whatever flow rhythm you're on, keep it tight um, because you enjoy it, right? And then I set um, a plan for when I do get back of like, all right, I'm jumping back in and I have something scheduled. I'm a big fan of scheduling things. So uh, if I'm coming back and my first day back is going to be Thursday from training from the holidays, you know, I'll set it on my calendar. I'll book the class or I'll book the training session. I'll tell the friends that I'm training with, this is when we're going, et cetera. Oh man, I was just going to say that. Accountability partners, right? And you're like, regardless of how you feel, if you feel sluggish, et cetera, you're going and you're going to shake it out. Right. And then you get back into that groove over time. Right. But the, the aggressive, just like, man, I went crazy for seven days. I drank everything, ate everything, but I, I know I'm going to get, I'm going to get back on the horse though. And I'm going to like do this cleanse when I, it's too much extremes, man. I hate that. Like I'm a big fan of that balance thing. Even in my training in like period, if you want to have something, I'm a big fan of indulging yourself, but just have a bite kind of thing, right? Satiate yourself. Um, we've agree on this, like restriction leads to rebellion type of mentality, oh, man, all the time, yeah. right? So I never like to deprive, um, because it will lead to an overindulgence as well, right? Yeah. That liberation yeah. of like, I couldn't do this. So then when you get to do it, you go crazy. Yeah. It comes right back to those fuckets too. Right. So it, you don't, you don't want to put yourself in that, in that position, um, but yeah, great, great things about just kind of planning things, getting, getting ready and just kind of holding yourself accountable to it right when you get back. Um, and it, you know, we were talking about this before, Joe, I know we kind of talked about new year, new you. Mm. What do you feel about that? Uh, well, how do you, how do you mean? 
So I, what I mean is someone thinking, okay, you know what? It's January 1st, right? This happens all the time. Uh, as long, as, long sure. as I tell myself that January 1st, I'm going to sign up for a gym membership. I'm just going to start changing the way I eat right away, and I'm going to start seeing success. I think that that ends up being a really challenging thing for some people that all of a sudden a date dictates kind of that somebody's life is going to be changing. I think it's great that they are. It's too much pressure, I think. Exactly. I get why it exists, of course. Like, it's a cultural time for reflection. It obviously makes sense, yeah. like, why we would reflect back. Um, like, I reflect, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the end of a year, right? The end of a decade now changing, and you're yeah. going to look back at, like, how far I've come, what I've done, what I need to do. So it's a natural thing, I think, to think about what goals you want to have. I just, but um, I'm also a big fan of like, look, if you're thinking about this stuff and it's getting you to think about some changes you want to make, I'm all for it. Yeah. But it goes back to, again, don't expect yourself to just accomplish all these things within the first two weeks or a month. Yeah. Like that's really the problem. We mm-hmm. set these goals just in general for New Year's for, you know, uh, and and you think that you're going to do all these things that you didn't do yeah. over the last 20, 30 years of your life it's and you're going to you. somehow solve it in yeah. a month. Yeah. You're not. It's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a good mindset to put yourself in and Absolutely. to, and to plan and to goal set. But I want people to make sure what they do is just what you said. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Again, we were talking about this before we started recording, but in, in terms of how long it takes to develop a habit, how long do you think it takes to develop a habit? Well, uh, so I'm cheating a little bit because we did talk about <laughs> did this, talk but about like, it, yeah. I know that the, look, I heard it from my baseball coach when I was in school. He's like, yeah. six, you know, 66 days to build a habit. He would yeah. say that. But in my experience, it is much, much longer to do that. I yeah. think, I think honestly a year uh, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't want that to, um, maybe derail someone's motivation. I don't think it needs to take a full year, but I, I agree with you hundred percent, right? If you were looking to make a huge life change, I think, I, I, I think it's you're, I think time. you're there right until you really feel like it's, it's seamless and you end up just doing it just right. But I would want to make sure people aren't thinking that it's like 21 days or it's exactly 90 days. Or if you look at kind of, you know, someone saying 66 days, right? There's, there is good research showing that like the it's average around 66 days. Yeah. So you have to give it that, but I'll tell you, it's not just going to be a week. I'll tell you, it's not just going to be 21 days. You know where that 21 days came from? I thought it was interesting. I, I, looked, I, look, I looked it up. It actually came uh, from um, a plastic surgeon. He was just a recommendation that what he was seeing, it was an observation rather is what I mean. Um, he was seeing that it took three weeks for his patients to get used to their new face. That's and ridiculous. That ended up being published. And so then people went off of that, right? And so people Yo. said, oh, so it's 21 days just because of that one thing. Um, but that's not that's not really it. It's going to be different for each person. And, you know, the one the one that I ended up pulling up with you, Joe, um, the, from the European Journal of Social uh, Psychology, um, they looked at 96 people over uh, over 12 weeks and and it averaged in terms of developing a habit. It was 18 to 254 days. So it takes a while. Just be easy on yourself is what we're saying. Yeah, be easy it, on yourself and let it take time. It's not so much yes. a new year, new you. You're still you. It's time to develop the habit. I love goal setting. I think it's great. You want to make a change, dude? No, I mean you need to do it. Which, by the way, I think we should have another. Uh, we should have another talk about just goal setting for oh, the year man. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, with a healthy approach, I think it would be mm-hmm. amazing. But you need to think long term. Yeah. Like the pressure of a daily execution 
when you're only focused on the day or the week is just insane. You, yeah. you, that's why people drop their goals. I mean, it's just too uncommon that how many people do you, you've done it yourself. You set a goal in January 1st and then only to fall off in February, right? Oh, man, it's it's so because tough. you're thinking yeah. way too short term. You got to tie something to 12, 24 months out. Um, and then have the patience, right. To know that, all right, I, I have time to execute on this. Right. Yeah. Um, and this the is, results this is will a come. great topic. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. I, it, it deserves its own, its own talk. Um, but, um, you know, to go back to, to the holidays itself and, and, and what we've been talking about, I think these are great tips. Um, I think it's about, you know, again, maintaining, um, a healthy mindset and approach to this being proactive, um, and taking care of your training ahead of time went into the holidays prepared to um, put yourself in a good position from a food side, right? Say no to things that you don't want to have, right? Be okay to say no to grandma when sure, she offers yeah, you the yeah, brownies, yeah. et cetera. Um, but when you do that, um, one thing that I really want to touch on is that I love this time to sit and think in moments of gratitude when you're with family. Cause if you can be present right? Going back to that and being with the people that you love, it is a really great time. Like I usually find some of my best ideas or, um, moments where I realize I want to reprioritize things that I'm doing with my life. They come from those times, right? Cause you're out of your daily routine. You don't have the same demands work-wise. Um, you're away from your phone probably more than, uh, you normally are. And you just are out of your daily routine. So, because of that, these ideas will hit you of like, man, I want to, I want to try this or reprioritize this, or, um, this doesn't mean a lot to me. This may be toxic and not benefiting me. Mm-hmm. Write those things down. It's a great time to take stock of how you're spending your time and what you're doing in your day. You can really, uh, you, you have you time if you allow that. it. Yeah. Yeah. Pull that journal out, right? Boom. Reflect on it. That's really good. So holidays, guys, this is something that you want to make sure that you're going to enjoy, be able to walk into uh, the holidays all set up, ready to go, and then walk out feeling confident, right? 100%. Make sure that you know, what, know, what, you know what's going on. But look, you should be recharged from this. Like, yeah. that's the whole point. Totally. We, we're, we're giving you, I think, these tips so that you can be empowered from the holidays and come back fully rejuvenated to attack your week when you come back, right? I've had, I've done holidays where I am stressed out because I didn't have this right mindset. Maybe um, I was looking at food in an unhealthy way. Um, I was too stressed out about my training and losing progress, quote unquote, during the holidays to where I was like burned out when I came back. And like doing this, I think puts you in a place where you're fired up to get back into your training routine to take things to the next level, right? It can be a recharge time, right? And a time where you got good laughs and with your family, you feel good. You were in control, right? And you're just in a good position when you get back. That's what this is all about. Couldn't have said it better. Boom. Yeah. I think it's so good. this was good. Yeah. So at this point, I think, you know, listen, Ryan and I, um, we're excited about this show. That was the first episode. Um, I'm stoked to see where this goes. Um, hit either of us up on Instagram and let us know whatever questions you guys have. We're always happy to answer. Um, might even be good to have a segment where we just do some Q and a, but, um, find us. So at food is fuel NYC. Yes. Food is fuel NYC. I'm there. And I'm at Joe Redonis. Find us on IG, uh, follow us and we'll be excited for the next time. We are here for you and just get ready. I think what we want to make sure we're doing, bringing on some great people onto this show. Yep. Um, that is the style, the format. We usually won't just be just me and Joe or Joe and I, uh, which one is it? 
it doesn't matter. Okay, cool. So you guys know who it is. Yeah. Um, but we usually want to be interviewing someone, uh, an expert in the field, an expert, uh, you know, that's maybe looking forward yeah, um, into the future. So we want to make sure that we're kind of on the breaking, uh, you know, uh, at the forefront of what's happening in this industry to bring that to you guys before uh, before you may need to know it even fact, right? Yeah, so, just um, understand some different yeah, approaches that work. Keep there's, it exciting. There's a million ways to attack this stuff and like just seeing what those strategies are from people that seems to work for them. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, all right, guys. Well, hey, you. I hope that you have a, a wonderful holiday, Joe. Oh, I thank think, you. Yeah, too, it sir. sounds like you're going to have a great time with your family. I think it's going to be a blast. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I am. I'm excited myself. So, guys, please come uh, check out our next episode. Uh, if you have anything, hit us up on IG. And um, yeah, is that it? Anything else, Joe? That's it, big guy. Okay. Happy holidays. Yeah, take care. All right, bye.